When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. And boy, oh boy. January 25th, 2022. Sean Payton. And this, this is important. This is important. Sean Payton is stepping down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. He's not retiring. I, I want to put that out there. He is not retiring. He is stepping down as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, emergency podcast. We had, we had to. We doing this minutes after the news dropped. Ryan's at work. Luckily, I was telecommuting today, so I'm at home. I can get the whole podcast set up going. And we were talking about this offline. Ryan said your first reaction was just shock and disbelief, even though we <coughs> yeah. boy, we, 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 we warned people for weeks, bro. We warned them. But like you said, the realization of it happening is here. Where do we even want to start? We want to reflect. We want to go to the future. Wherever we want to go. I know you're in your car. I don't know how much time you got. I got Ooh. time, bro. Ooh, buddy. I don't know, man. It's just it's like, you know, it's the beginning stages of grief. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Yet yeah, it's just like just confronted with the reality. Like, we starting over. Like, this is it. This is it, bro. <laughs> You know, with Drew Brees left last year, that was one step. It was like, okay, you got Sean Payton. You know, you feel like you had Sean Payton. You know, you got a chance. Because um, he's, is, is, he's top three coach in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's things he brings to the table, not just offensive scheme and stuff like that, but that game day coaching mm. that you just – we see, I mean, we see it during the playoffs. Like, it's hard to find, man. It's hard to find the game day coaching. Did you, you know what did you listen to the, the GM Shuffle podcast? Yeah. All I was thinking when Mike Lombardi was going over through all that stuff is, man, at least we got Sean, right? Right. Because all those little things for the games this past weekend, the 13 seconds, uh, every little thing that was mismanaged, in terms of the actual game day situational football. And I was listening to the episode with my girl in the car. And I even told her, I said, as, as much as we as Saints fans can, can bag on Sean for a lot of things, we can bag on for a lot of things. There oh, yeah. are so many, there were so many intric- 
intricate things he did in the minutia of the game during the span of a game that won football games for the Saints. And now, like, that's not going to be there anymore, man. Like, Sean Payton is going to have the special team coach come over like, look, we need to make sure we pin so-and-so back. You know what I'm saying? He's going to coach every part of the team. And he's got better. He wasn't that good at that when he first started. Um, But he got real better at that over the years as far as um, understanding all sides of the ball and, uh, you know, coaching all sides of the ball uh, on game day, you know, and uh, that's, man, we just, it's darkness, bro. Like, I mean, right now, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, DHC, move DA to DHC and, and this and that and the other, but man, you know, yeah, you maintain some consistency and stuff like that, man, but man, you get, you're getting a big dog out the picture, bro, like a big fucking piece of the puzzle out the picture. So it's like the road is dark for me on out, bro. It is, man. And it's a, it's a – we were talking about this before we started recording. 16 years, right? You were 24 when Sean Payton was became the head coach of the Saints. I was a freshman at Texas Tech living in Lubbock. I haven't even moved to California yet. So – He's been the head coach of the Saints longer than I've been in California, which is your daughter, wow. your daughter wasn't even alive. My daughter wasn't alive, bro. She's almost she'll be 12 in a couple of months. So the fact that like, he's just been a fabric of New Orleans and the fabric of the Saints. And he has he took the team, him and Drew, because it wasn't just him, but him and Drew took the team to be a model football organization. Dysfunctional as fuck at times. It's It's hot, bro. But a model organization where players, upper echelon players in the league and free agents saw New Orleans as a destination to a place that they wanted to go play for, largely because of Sean Payton. We could, we could talk about how it was before Sean Payne got there. New Orleans wasn't getting free agents. Like, people didn't want to go – players did not want to go play in New Orleans. No, it was and like Jacksonville. You know, you had to, you had to overpay, overpay players. And he did that. He, in, he in, installed a winning culture. And, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sad day, man. Even, even as people, me and you – I probably felt this coming more the most. And I, I was on Twitter. I was trying to warn people for three weeks, bro. Like, I was like, there's a lot of smoke. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking smoke to this. And you brought up, like, the stages of grief. And the first stage is, like, denial, right? Like, nah, nah, nah. This is another, you know, this is Ian dropping another report. Man, I know Mike Lombardi. Go ahead. I was going to say, I know Mark Lombardi out, out there somewhere smoking a cigar, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this was different. Like, because every year there's that little smoke Florio put something out every year, whatever. And usually I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I could just read, you could read the reports and figure out if there's something or nothing there. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it's Florio just talking, like, just, eh, what, you know, what if, what if a team decides to throw, you know, some picks? Of, so it's like bullshit. But when this this time it was like you had Albert Breer, you had Lombardi, you know, it was just like something ain't right, you know what I'm saying? 
And then I I remember listening to Sean Payton's final presser after the Falcons game. Not the one right after the game, but the Monday after the game, like his final season presser. It right. was different from any other final season presser he ever did. Because mm. usually he's talking about, yeah, we're going to be at the senior bowl in a couple of weeks and we're going to start our self-scouting process and blah, 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 blah. He wasn't talking about none of that, bro. He's like, yeah, you know. They asked him about Jameis and the quarterback. He was like, yeah, you know, we'll get to that. We'll figure all that out. He just wasn't really think, talking about the future at all. Like, so it, I don't know, just something about that just kind of stayed in the back of my mind. Like, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not in this, bro. Like, he is like, he is on his way out. Think about it, man. Like, I, I will say this about you. You have a very great gift as a person at, at reading interviews. And I don't know what, I don't know if it's just with Sean, because I remember when last off season before, like the whole Michael Thomas thing, every, every, every interview, you notice like, Sean ain't really talking about Michael Thomas. Like what is, and you would say on podcast, like there's something afoot. Cause like, he would just not talk about Michael Thomas. Right. He just didn't bring him up. Yeah, you know, didn't bring him up, man, just, it's just something about Sean. Just, I guess cause I'm fucking sick and I listen to all these goddamn interviews. Like, Listen to fucking a thousand hours of Sean Payton interviews over these sixteen years, bro. You think about it, like, <laughs> like, like you, you get to you get to know a person, like you get to know a motherfucker. Like it's it's sick. So, but when you think about it, man, like COVID shit, the past two years, he didn't got COVID twice. Missed missed the game because of COVID. Uh, he just got married two years ago. Got a new, you know, younger wife. Um, his kids are older kids. now. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, uh, just now you you know got the whole thing with the quarterback position. Just everything kind of in flux. Salary cap issues. You know, I mean, you just get to a point, man. It's like, damn, like, do I want to deal with this? And then you then you got options. You got options out there. You got, you know, TV. They gonna throw money at. Uh, you know, does he come back at some point and go to another team? Yeah, probably. You yes. know what I'm saying? For, for sure. <laughs> Without question, bro. Like, let's be real about it. Yeah, like, look, man, he, the man came up under Parcells, man. Like, for him to stick around this long was kind of be a blessing, to be honest. Because, you know, you got 16 years out of the deal, man. He's one of the longest tenure coaches in history. Um, he got us a Super Bowl, uh, winning culture. I mean, bro, you got kids, you know, in their 20s now. All they know is Sean Payton. Like, That's wild. All they know is like Sean with Saints being a top echelon team that wins, you know, nine to thirteen games every year. Like that's all they know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's completely it's completely changed. So now, now it's just kind of coming to the realization like that's over, bro. Like, not saying that the team won't be good again and nothing like that, but it's we just don't know. Like, you always had that kind of that floor, that Sean Payton floor. Mm-hmm. Like okay, we're gonna be competitive, you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna like, even even after this season with literally no fucking offense, we figure out a way to be competitive. Competitive. You just don't have that genius in the building right now. Don't you know? It and I said this before we started recording. Everything he's been through, I I would assume it's a big assumption, but I think being an NFL head coach. Like I'm a social worker. I've been a, I've been a CPS social DPS or DCFS social worker for six years. I absolutely love what I do. Every morning I wake up, 
97% of the time, um, I don't have a dread about going to work. I enjoy going to work. Even during these last two years with COVID and everything like that, I just, I just love my job. I love my career. And I get fulfillment out of that. I would assume being an NFL head coach is very different than that. But when you're successful and you're winning, like I'm pretty sure that feels good. But just like a social worker, when you start feeling like you don't want to go into work, and you get that burn, you get that burnout. Like it's time for you to like you got to find something else. Like you just have to because at because at that point you're you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing the kids on your on your caseload a disservice. The parents that you interact, you're doing everyone a disservice. It's just like it's just like the head coach of a football team. Sean would be doing himself as a, a disservice. The players, the coaches, if his heart and his mind really isn't into it. It so it's good that he's stepping away if he's if he's realized this, but also think a year or two, you know, probably next year, Mike McCarthy's gonna shit the bed with the Cowboys again in some type of way. And you know, Sean Lone will go his way in and and yeah. we'll see what we can get from the Cowboys. But that's a conversation later down the line. This but yeah. he brought the New Orleans Saints to Super Bowl, bruh. Like Case in point. Good week. <laughs> Even though it was 12 years ago and, you know, he wasted a lot of, you know, he, you know, you could definitely argue that there's a lot of blown up opportunities the past five, six years. Oh, no, no, we, well, let's not get to that yet. We, we, we ain't there yet. Talk about that, bro. Uh, he, he brought the Saints a Super Bowl and that'll we can never, like, as fans, we'll always remember that. Like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I get, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I will ask you this, though. I don't have to, I don't have, to have this discussion because, you know, yeah, I'm already blocked on Twitter. Sean, Sean is in the echelon where he always gets the follow, right? You know, he don't get unfollowed, does he? I'm thinking about it, bro. I thought about it, like, man, does Sean get the unfollow? But normally I don't unfollow, like, the Super Bowl Super Bowl. Fans. So you know, I'm not going to follow Sean Payton. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if Sean goes to the Cowboys next year, does he get does he get the oh, unfollow? He, he unfollowed. Then it's a wrap. Like he gone. Quick unfollow. <laughs> right now, we just retiring. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't remember. Uh, step, stepping down. Stepping down. Stepping down. Before we use that, um, that that nomenclature. Let's. So, I think. For all the great things that Sean has done, one of the um, one of the funnier things to me is these last couple of years, draft and free agency. It's just like this nigga really gonna leave right now with the office like this, bro. Like, know, man, that's what's fucked up. It's like, <laughs> let me let me go down the list. Let's just let me go down the list, right? He had he had a chance to trade up Patrick Mahomes, then draft Patrick Mahomes, then trade up Patrick Mahomes. I guess in theory you could be like, oh well, he could have drafted Deshaun Watson, but maybe in hindsight, probably a good thing that he didn't, right? So the next year he trades up and drafts a defensive end, bypassing Lamar Jackson. Um, and then after this, this team we said on the last podcast episode, this team has not drafted a wide receiver 
in the first round since Brandon Cooks in 2014. The last wide receiver they drafted in the first round, or sorry, in the, the, the highest last receiver that they drafted was Michael Thomas in the second round in 2016. So we're going on six-plus years of not having upper echelon talent at wide receiver. Um, there was no succession, there was no succession plan in place after Drew retired. You know, they, they made maybe they would have had Tom Brady. That fell through. So now Sean's walk, he's stepping down. So all the dreams of trading for an upper echelon quarterback, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, kick that shit down. Just punt that to the moon. Ain't no. No, Russell, Russell ain't coming here if Sean's not here. Russell Aaron Rodgers not coming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are like, oh, go get Russell. Nope. Russell ain't coming here. Gone. That, take, that's take, gone now. You take that that list that fucking the bride had and kill Bill, just start crossing these niggas off the list. It's not happening. No so, Russell, Aaron Rodgers. And we we not we not gonna get to the the Reese pick, bro. We're not gonna get to the Reese story. So all these and so it's just so I'm going to give him all his flowers, right? He deserves all of the flowers for what he's been able to do for this team. But these last couple of years, the reason why the offense has been so bad and so putrid, a lot of that is on Sean. Yeah. Like, that's just me being blunt and being real. He didn't replenish the cup, the cupboard. He wanted to, you know, whoa, we'll fucking figure out a way with Callaway and, and Traquan Smith, the team knew that Michael Thomas was ghosting them all offseason. And, yeah, they didn't have money. They couldn't go get a wide receiver in free agency. They could have drafted one in the draft last year. Nah, they waited to the seventh round and drafted a player who only played when the whole team got COVID. So <laughs> I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like, maybe he's like, man, this team. Like, I fucked this shit up. Like, hey, maybe it's time for me to take a <laughs> You know, what are, what are our favorite gifts, bro? That little sneaky monkey. It's just funny. <laughs> <Slide on out. laughs> but you so, know, I just, you know, part of me was hoping, you know, I think everybody was hoping that he looked at that as a challenge. Like, yes. you know, let me fix this shit before I get on out of here. But Nope, he was like, man, I don't even feel like I get it too. Like, man, I don't even feel like like he probably just think I gotta go to another fucking senior bowl. Fucking look at these motherfuckers, and he knew he was coming too, bro. Someone gave him the word. Hey, uh, Sean, man, man, he let them say to the niggas in there, brother. That's not that black bush kit when they was asking him about oil. Ruiz. Real. <laughs> oh man. So here's here's so let's talk about the future a little bit. Is you know, everyone assumes that the plan should just be, oh, you know, promote Dennis Allen head coach and keep that consistency. And I, I get one logic behind that, makes sense, completely get where that is, right? But on the other hand, a part of me is like Man, if we rebuilding, just just turn this shit down. I'm not saying let DA go. Like he's a great DC, right? But head coaching wise, should they, I? I think you you have they have to be honest and explore all possibilities of Absolutely. who's going to be the head coach of this team. Like 
I would be so intrigued and fascinated to see now, not that I know anything, not that I think anything's going to happen. This is not me putting things out there that I know, but could you imagine, just imagine if what Eric B was the head coach of the Saints, just as, as an example, right? Interesting. It's the last couple of years, as great as Sean has been as a coach over the years, Maybe that was some of that was maybe the, the, the cupboard, right? And we talked about on the podcast, it's just at times it felt like the offense didn't have any type of imagination. Yeah. It was just stale, missionary, same position, just same pace. And I feel like now that that person's gone. Like, do we, do we just want to just elevate DA and just have fucking Pete Carmichael who's been there for 16 years as OC? Like, is that is that the move? I, I think you got to, like, if you're going to just mix it up, like, fucking mix it up completely. Just. Yeah, I mean, we've got to dump, jump in the water now, but, you know, that also means you need a new staff, mm. you know, because whoever you bring in, that means new defensive coordinator, new defensive line, new offensive line, new everything, bro, like. So you got to bring somebody in that comes with a that comes that could build a good staff, uh, you know, that has a vision. Like, what is the vision? You know, <laughs> coming full circle, bro. <laughs> full circle, bro. Like, whoever comes in, had like, say what you want about Sean Payton, and we talked about him not having a vision this past off season. Um, but usually, like when he first came, he did have a vision. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He, he literally looked at the entire organization and he read like his, his own team book or whatever. Um, he talked about how he wanted to look at every single aspect of the Saints team, not just offense, defense, special teams, but literally everything. How they wow. fucking market the team, the, how they locker sell tickets, the locker room, how it's built, how everything, the practice facility, the practice schedule. Uh, what they eat, the cafeteria, you know, everything, how they pay the people, everything, every aspect. Why has this team only won one playoff game in its 40-year history? Like, we have to figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's, whoever will come in as a different thing is like, it's like, you know, this team has been good for, you know, 16 years. How can we, how can we elevate it? to get them even better. You know, how can we get back to getting to the Super Bowl and stuff like that? You know, and you have pieces in place. You have a good defense. You have a good roster on defense. Uh, you have some pieces here and there on offense, like Alvin Kamara. Mike Thomas is under contract. It pissed me off, though, bro. Like, why the fuck we signed uh, to extend the Taysom Hill, man? Oh. It's like, oh. what the fuck is <laughs> This nigga makes your Taysom million dollars, man. He made taste, made sure taste would get the bag. <laughs> Just like, all right. He made taste get the bag and got out of there, man. Like, what the fuck we gonna do with Taysom Hill, man? Shit. <laughs> like, does Jameis want to come back with Sean Payton gone? Probably not, bro. Like, I, mean, I know he won't, he won't have a hundred options, but like, just say the Steelers offer him, you know, a fifteen million dollars incentives. It's like, shit, I'm going to the Steelers. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you know? I at least throw to Jay Clay's pool and uh, right. Deontay Johnson. 
what I'm saying, bro. Like, people got to think, man, it's about, it's about to get dark around here, bro. Bro. <laughs> Just start the podcast rolling, man. Damn, that's fucked up. I know, right? <laughs> Darkness is coming. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, I, I'm always the one every offseason that says just bring me chaos, bro. It's it's crazy, it's been- chaos, man. I just want to see. I want, I'm really interested to see what happens. Like dive into the coaching search, you know, like whether it's DA or you know they go put their foot out there, or Brian Flores or. Uh, I guess I okay. So I ask, I'll ask you this: Who, from what we know, that's out there? Nobody blows me away, bro. Mm. Nobody really blows. Like, even very with the enemy, I really like him, you know, as an offensive play caller. But can he be, but but can again, he be I, a head keep, coach? Yeah, I keep going back to that. Like, what's your big vision? Like, what's your big outlook for a team and building a team and building a successful team going forward and shit like that? Because if 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 the head coach won't have that vision, like, who in the team has that vision? I mean, it's Jeff Ireland. Like, do you make him, like, the lead, lead dog in the building? I don't, I don't know, like. And what and what and what the Bears hiring Ryan Poles today as their as their GM, you know, Ireland is back with the Saints. Like we know that, right? He'll, he'll be back with the Saints this upcoming season. I'll I'll say this, right? I can't cannot stand him. As, like he just irks me as a person. He irks me as a coach. But and I, I wouldn't want it. Because I would feel disgusted by it. What if? What would you say to like Jim Harbaugh? Oh man, that would be fucking disgusting. But you know what? I'll say this: He's exactly what. Exactly. Yes. New Orleans Saints fans, like we hate him now, but if he was our coach, we'd be rocking behind that motherfucker. We'd be. He, he, that he is. He is the head coaching equivalent of fucking CD Deuce, bro. I'm telling you, he would. I mean, he would drive people fucking crazy. And you know, Saints fans, we love that shit. Like that's why, we, like Sean Payton, everybody knows Sean Payton asshole, but that was our asshole. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. So if he played for any, if he if he coached any other team outside the Saints, we would hate Sean Payton. Of course, we would hate him. Hate him, bro. <laughs> hate him. Like we would, we would want to fight him. <laughs> we want to fight him. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just as a, just thinking of all the people who are getting interviewed and blah 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 blah. The first person I thought of that would hold the team accountable, and I could see them having a vision, is Jim Harbaugh, bro. Like I wouldn't. I would. Ugh. That's, a, that's bro. Like that's the one intriguing one to me, man. That that one intrigues me. Nobody else really intrigues me as no. far as like, because he's a program builder. Yes, there it is. There it that's is. Why, that's why I would like about him because he comes in whether he was with Stanford, whether he was with the San Francisco 49ers, or with Michigan. He comes in and he put his fucking stamp on the team, and all his teams are tough as nails. All of them. Tough and all physical as shit. Yes. Now, you know, maybe he'd get help, you know, as far as, like, picking out the quarterback and, you know, all that shit. You know, that's a whole different story. It's like we got so much to worry about, bro. We got the head coach, the quarterback, you know, offense. That's offensive line, <laughs> right receiver. 
salary cap issues. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's like you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. You got you got a big ass hole in the wall, and you 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 just putting tape on it, and like you're like, okay, gotta hold this together. Like, whoo, whoo, we gonna be busy, bro. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. We gonna need people to <laughs> uh, edit their their pledges on the Patreon, bro. This becoming a some real second full time job. Listen with these niggas, bro. Man. <laughs> then you gotta wonder about the players currently on the team. You know. Does AK, does AK, you know, like, AK want, want another coach? Another, like, what if a new head coach come in here and his offense is not as friendly to AK as Sean Payton's? You know what I'm saying? Or you just got to think about shit like that, you know? How does Mike Thomas feel? Mike Thomas might be happy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think with Sean going, it, I, I would <laughs> I would lead to believe his future seems a lot more potentially certain than it was before. Yeah. Potentially. It all depends on his play when he comes back and everything. But, um, it's, it's going to be fascinating. Um, just how it all plays out. Uh, we, I mean, <laughs> bro, today is Tuesday. I'm, I'm supposed to be catching <laughs> A flight to New Orleans to drive to Mobile early Sunday morning, bro. I don't think this is the last emergency podcast we go record before then, bro. My God. Oh, just in shock. I think so. I, I'll. I want to kind of end it with this, right? The goal of our pod since we've started has been to. Please, as a fan, emotionally detach yourself from, if you're a Saints fan, the Saints. If you're not a Saints fan, whatever, whatever sport assumes, uh, consumes your time. Because if this news would have dropped oh, pre, pre-NFC eight championship game 18, bro, oh. I'd be walking around this, this apartment mad. I'd be yelling at my girl. I'd be Upset for what? I called off from work, bro. I'd be like, I gotta leave. <laughs> for what? Why? Just because a man who coaches a pro football team decides that he wants to step down? It's not. It's not worth it. I, I bro, I'm going through the timeline right now. It's a mess. It's a mess. So we. So. If this does not wake you up from that that reality, you know, this hopefully this could be your matrix or unplugging for the matrix moment where you just like, oh shit. Like, goddamn, like these are these are people, like these are humans, and p- people right. can change their minds and make human decisions that may not be to the best interest of the team that you root for. It does happen, and we've seen it time and time again. Um so just we, we know it's not over the co- you know coaching search is just getting started i will say this and i i think the timing of it is good because none of the coaches in the coaching search search yet has been hired right yeah so the saints <clears throat> have a wide selection of coaches that they can still interview and go through 
in terms of who they want to, you know, potentially make their head coach. Because um, if he would have drawn this out to like a week, week and a half, and then dip, and then step down, then then we fight him because 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 the pool may have been a lot a lot smaller. So at least they have a pretty good sized pool to choose from in terms of candidates. But it's it's crazy, man. And I and I also hope that when people listen when people listen to this podcast. We've been we've been saying for three weeks. We I've tweeted about it extensively. I just I felt something coming. I, I don't tweet things just to tweet them. I don't. We don't say things on this podcast just to say them. Sometimes we know what we're talking about, not because we have any inside information, just because we know this team. <laughs> like we've been we've been in a relationship with this person as a head coach for sixteen years. Yep. So we know the the mood of this person. Another thing we didn't really hit on is now that Sean's stepping down, bruh, the draft becomes fucking fascinating. It's very fascinating. Anything could happen. Fascinating, bruh. The draft becomes utterly fascinating to me because now you don't got Sean in the draft room steering the ship. Yeah, it's oh. it's not easy anymore. Is it is it Jeff's? Is, man, all right. We well, I think we covered it all that we could. You got to go back in the office and, and work. I gotta I gotta work from home. But we wanted to get this out. We know people are going through it, uh, and we just just all we do is we just break it down to you. We just tell you the truth, whatever whatever the truth or what we think the truth might be. We just try to break football down. Football whether on the field or in like the business of football is not a very complicated thing. It really isn't. So I know Saints fans going through it right now. We're here for y'all. The mentions are open. Um, so we get out of here. I'm sure this will not be the last emergency podcast we have to do this week. But with that, we will get out of here. Try to, try to have a good, Good day. It's gonna be okay. It's just it's gonna just be fucking, all right. It's just fucking football. It's, it's just really uncertainty. Just, That's all. It's yeah. just uncertainty and change. Uncertainty and change is scary, part, but part of life, man. Yeah, but it's fun. It can also be fun. Like it can be. It, you know? it, it, like you said, it could get dark as fuck. Or I'm yeah. not saying that the, the the grass is gonna be greener, but it may not be you know as brown as you think it might be. That's all right. I'm saying. That's it. And it so, could be green. <laughs> Could still be green, bro. Could still be green. But with that, we're out of here. Try to enjoy this day. Don't be too down. It's just fucking football. Um, Thanks, everyone, for all your guys' support. We appreciate y'all. We're out. We still here. We ain't going nowhere. No, no, we ain't going nowhere. And if if Sean at the the Senior Bowl, if he just decides to just show up and not in a Saints shirt, we still coming after you. We still got questions for your ass. Anyway, (laughs) we out of here. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.